Good Thursday to you. I'm excited today. Honestly, I'm really excited today for a number of reasons. Football, back tonight. Back tonight. Loving that. Loving the fact that we've got football back. So that's uh, probably first and foremost. Secondly, uh, last night was uh, so much fun. We had a great time uh, down at uh, Mason's in Kenosha. And um, it it was a blast. We had uh, a, a good group of people that were down there last night. And uh, which is, was very hospitable and accommodating and had uh, some really good discussions getting out of there last evening. But I had uh, a gentleman from some Sun Prairie come up to me last night and he said, you know, I know you're going to do some shows, some like uh, watch parties uh, for the Green Bay Packers this year. He said, you know, the one place you don't go to very often is Madison. He says, why not see if you can't get Ebo and Rowdy and Ben, and everybody to go out to a a bar and do the show there. Ben, tell me a good bar that we might want to go to that uh, would be uh, maybe we could just pack it up and do the uh, Green and Gold postgame show live from there. I think this falls in. During an away game. During an away game. I would throw out Monks and Sun Prairie, although it is in Madison. Uh, that's where Zach and I do our show. Ebo also has one from Pooley's here on the east side. I would have to okay. check with my sources as to the other ones that would work. But I, okay. if there's one thing Madison has, it is good bars. Yeah, I, uh, I, th- this guy was adamant. He said, you know, there's, you know, obviously it's our flagship station out there, uh, the zone. And he said, you know, you got to come to Sun Prairie. He said, we'd show up at the bar, we'd have a good time, but make it a Packer watch party. I said, well, let me think about it, because we're going to do it in a couple of different places in the state this year for Packers away games. Uh, We're obviously going to Minnesota. We're obviously going to Chicago. There's a couple other games that we might go to, but and I'm not going to do it for the London game, because we don't want to open a bar at 8 in the morning. But, um, But I thought for some of the away games, it might not be a bad idea. So maybe um, I'm trying to think of the away games. They're on the road taking on Washington. That's a noon kickoff on Sunday, October 23rd. Uh, They're in Buffalo, but see, that's a night game. Detroit we might actually travel to. The Philadelphia game is a night game. Chicago, we're on the road, and the only other one that's available is Christmas Day. That's in Miami. Our choices are limited. You know what I mean? So maybe we do uh, Sunday, September 25th when they're on the road taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But because the Packers, we've got only a few dates available. But uh, maybe we do uh, away games for the 25th. We do one for... The uh, Sunday, October 23rd, if we don't go to Detroit, which I know Mike Clemens is going, but if we don't go to Detroit, Sunday, November 6th, we could possibly do, and then that's it. We're out of time. There's only a couple games we could do. So we, uh, well, then again, Pac fan says London game would actually be great because most fans are going to be or most bars are going to be opening up at 8 a.m. Yeah, the London game is going to be interesting. That's 8:30 in the morning. 8:30 in the morning, which means we'd have to get in there and start setting up at 6 a.m. <laughs> ben, you with me? 
Oh, for football? I'll do anything. So maybe we do that. Maybe we do that. But we'll we'll pick a, we'll pick a game. And uh we gotta figure out a bar that does breakfast, right? So you gotta have a bar that opens up early enough. You would assume a sports bar would, but we wait and see. So we'll we'll have to put that uh, get get Ebo on that. I know he's listening right now. And Ebo, there is no better um bar enthusiast, we'll say, than our boy Ebo, who knows each and every bar by name, each and every bartender by name, and I'm sure he walks in there with like a weight belt on and flexes and gets free beers. So maybe we do that. That wouldn't be bad. Good stuff. So that's that's the thought. So we're gonna do that this year. We still I, I still gotta get to the bluegill bar. Uh I wanna do that at some point. I wanna do that at some because last year Mary's Bluegill Bar came in second in our bar search by like a vote and we went back and counted it over and over again and it was like i think one or two votes that did, decided it and i thought you know what we got to give mary's blue mary's blue go bar uh, another shot so i want to get up there this year as well so we're going to have to eliminate one of those on the roads so to speak but we got to think about that so football back tonight you got the buffalo bills traveling out to la taking on the rams we're going to give you some pig we got a good show today Today, it's for real. Fantasy football with the charge is back. Looking forward to it. Uh, by the way, uh, D-Ray says, a State Street brats in downtown Madison got to go. D-Ray. D-Ray! What up? So, uh, State Street brats, he says. Go there. Maybe we do this for Madison. Maybe we do what we did last year. Have all the bars uh, that were in the uh, are in the sound of our voice uh, kind of kind of pony up and maybe we uh we see which one has the most support i smell a contest <laughs> um what else do you have anything anything else today we got mark schofield who by the way is uh changing positions leaving nfl wire he is uh at sb nation now so he is uh left nfl wire heading over to sb nation so we'll have him on the program today and uh, also, coming up a little bit later on today, we're going to go to the uh, the other side, if you will, uh, Arif, uh, Arif Hassan covering the uh, the Vikings for the Athletic. He's going to join us today. We're going to hear from Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers. We heard Aaron Rodgers last night, but we're going to hear it again today because I thought there were some interesting comments, and many of you probably didn't listen to the program last night. So we got that coming up today. What else do we have today, Ben? We're loaded. We got our picks today. Picks against the spread. It's just an NFL Thursday. Uh, it's one yeah. of those days you wake up with. It's a little Christmas Eve feel, or at least for me, because then I'm hosting for you tomorrow. Uh, but college football this weekend as well. Uh, a lot of big time matchups. Wisconsin's not as interesting as others, but it's the end of the week in the beginning of the football season. I feel like that feels better than it does when it gets yeah. later. Um, here is one thing last night that a, a woman, a diehard Brewers fan, God love her, uh, said she was mad. I said something, I guess a couple of months ago, uh, and she, she's been waiting to, to see me in person. So last night I finished the program, which is a football show, by the way. And she said, you didn't talk any Brewers. And I said, well, no, it's called the huddle. Completely different show. It's more football-oriented, more Packers-oriented. And uh, she goes, well, and she was mad. She said, you said once 
that the Brewers just need to hold our attention until football season gets here. And I said, no, that's the way it used to be. Just be good enough until the Packers start up, and that covers our summer. But now there are legitimate expectations. I said, but this year, it's kind of what happened. They held our attention, and then once training camp was upon us and the trade went down, it was kind of like, okay, uh, you watch the slow demise, the painfully slow demise of the Green Bay Packers. She couldn't argue with me because I'm right. But she was mad as hell that she feels like people look at the Brewers as a placeholder just until Packers season gets underway or until training camp gets underway. She goes, then everybody pays attention to the Packers. By the way, she's a Brewers fan, but living in Kenosha, you know what that makes her. A crossover, she is also a Bears fan. And she's mad we talk more Packers than Brewers. I apologized, but said that's the way it is. We're not uh, we're not living in Bears country. We do pay attention to the Chicago Bears. We pay attention to that um, that giant toilet bowl that they have for a stadium down there. But all in all, no, we we don't really sit down to analyze the loss of Mitch Trubisky, the changeover in management, the changeover in coaching the bringing in of Justin Fields, the lack of offensive line, the lack of weaponry they have, the jettison of Khalil Mack. We don't pay attention to any of that stuff on the daily. So uh, I just wanted to <laughs> wanted to make that known to her. So there you go. Um, Brewers, by the way, lose again. I'm, you know, just, what do you say? I, you know, I don't know what else to say about the Brewers right now. Just not good <laughs> you know i mean it's master of the obvious at this point get beat eight to four last night and then to add a, a little bit of insult to injury eric lauer goes just two and two-thirds innings and uh, leaves with elbow tightness elbow tightness he went two and two-thirds innings had an elbow issue six hits seven runs a couple of dingers just didn't have it uh and that was pretty much it uh Suter came in gave it one run Perdomo, Peterson, both with uh, scoreless. But, uh, yeah, Eric Lauer left that game early, had some elbow issues, and uh, they ended up getting beat. So, I mean, the Brewers were pretty much done after the third inning. It was 7 to nothing. They played it a couple of runs after that, but nothing really, uh, you know, one in the fifth, one in the eighth, two in the ninth to make a little bit of a run but and show a little moxie, but, but nothing. Colorado gets the win, and the Brewers continue their slide. And uh, we've been talking about this for a while now. The Brewers now nine and a half games back. Nine and a half games back. And now four games back in the wild card. Their season's over. Do we sit here on September 8th, Ben, and put a dagger in them? Yeah, they feel dead. Four games back, four weeks to play. On average... A good team that gets hot makes up a game and a half to two games a week. It's not out of the realm of possibility. But for the most part, you get the feeling that today would be the day that if Wayne Larrabee was doing the Brewers broadcast, he could say, there is your dagger. That's it. 71 and 65, six games over 500. That's where they're at right now. Four games behind San Diego and Philadelphia. Four games. 
And right now, it's it's almost like uh, if you were watching this this Brewers team as a movie, as a thriller, you had this incredible skyrocketing rise off to the best start in franchise history, and then it kind of planed off a little bit, and then the epic trade. Uh, after the meteoric rise, you get now the slow dissension, and they're sliding down the mountain. They're sliding down the mountain, and right now you get, you get this sense that somebody wearing a Brewers cap is hanging on by fingertips to the edge of a cliff, wearing a Brewers ball cap, looking up at you, going, "I can't hang on much longer." And you see the fingers slipping away, and the next loss is done. That's it. Bah! Off the mountain they go. And that's the end of it. And that's the end of it. So uh, we do have an announcement to make as the network continues to grow coming up in the next hour as well. Uh, In the next hour, we will make an update. We will give you some good news. A certain portion of the state of Wisconsin is about to be delivered the Bill Michael Show. Just FYI. That's coming up in the next hour also. Good stuff today. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. continue on hey reminder uh coming up i'm gonna be uh on the road monday uh with soda high shore supper club and i think there's some tickets available for that one if i'm not mistaken and then we're going to be at celebrations in uh, lacrosse on tuesday september 13th next tuesday and uh, looking forward to that as well so uh a lot of travel coming up Moving around. Going to be in Minnesota at the Ewing Hotel. Ewing Hotel, downtown Minneapolis. Going to be there on uh, on Sunday for the uh, Green and Gold postgame show. Really looking forward to that. That's going to be fun, obviously. So I uh, hope to see you uh, at some point throughout. Hope to see you at some point throughout. Um. Let's go back to the, let's go to the phone calls. Talk to our buddy Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, how you doing, man? What's going on? Yeah, yesterday I tried calling you, and then there was this high wind, you know, and I figured, I, what the heck's going on around here? It was coming out of the Minnesota Vikings trophy wind. There's only the end there's hot air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, and then I went by the junk car yesterday, and then when I was going by there, you know what a junk car and Minnesota Vikings have in common, don't you? What's that? They both have no title. I mean, geez, they're blowing a lot of spin on their their radio station over yesterday. They're saying quarterback to be MVP than uh, Rogers, and that just come out of the radio station. They said it's something. Well, I think uh, you're breaking up, Daniel. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, really bad. Um, couldn't. It was only getting every other word. Uh, as far as Aaron Rodgers being the MVP again this year, he's probably one of the top five to seven picks right now to win the MVP, if he comes back, and we talked about this last night, if Aaron Rodgers 
First it was, I'm going to win in spite of Mike McCarthy. Then it was, I don't need Mike to win. I'll win on my own. I'll win with a new head coach. And sure enough, 13-3, 13-3, 13-3, but failures in the postseason. So now he needs to say, I can win without Devontae Adams. Uh, to win the MVP this year, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. That's the way the odds makers put it right now. So Aaron Rodgers, top four, top five. Kind of figured that. the For him to win back-to-back-to-back MVPs, he would have to put up 42 to 4,500 yards, throw for 35-plus touchdowns, maybe seven, eight interceptions. Packers need to win at least 13 games. Um, Rodgers' quarterback rating is probably up over 102 to 107. And they don't miss a beat. If they win 13 or more games, win the division, and still end up as one of the top two seeds in the conference, I would assume then that Brady has not looked as good, unless, of course, they're the top team in the conference. Um, boy, I tell you what, uh, the AFC is tough and they're going to beat up on one another over there. When you talk about Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, I mean, hell, you'll even look about, you know, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, uh, all the, uh, the quarterbacks on, on that side that are trying to win themselves an MVP. It's tough. When you start to roll through the list of quarterbacks and players that could possibly win an MVP. Um, and and like I said, they're pretty much all going to beat up on one another. So Rodgers has a legit shot at winning it. He really does. Lamar Jackson, I mean, if he ends up having an incredible year, betting on himself, he doesn't get a deal done, and Baltimore, say, beats Cincinnati for the division, runs away with it, then who else is there? Like I said, you got Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all residing out in the AFC West, but who else is there in the AFC? Dallas, is Dak a contender? I don't think so at this point. Rodgers, certainly. Kirk Cousins, maybe. He had pretty good numbers midway point last year. Uh, but the team just didn't have the wins. Maybe now they get some of the wins to go along with it. I don't think anybody, well, I mean Brady, obviously, but anybody else in the NFC South is going to contend. I don't think so. Um, Maybe Matthew Stafford out West. Kyler Murray, real. I mean, Kyler Murray had really good numbers and looked extremely good, but he's never put a full season together. So in his short period of time. So I, I, I agree. Look, Rodgers could win it back to back to back, but I think there's a certain level of numbers he has to hit for him to be really kind of considered, if you will. You know, I, I just, I just, I just do. I just feel that he, he has to hit, hit a certain level for him to be considered again for an MVP. 
um, you know, again, you go back to look at, say, like 2020, where he threw for almost 4,300 yards, 48 touchdowns, five picks. His quarterback rating was just off the charts. So he has another season like that. He wins it. He wins it going away. 877-867-1670. Good thought, though. 877-867-1670. Hey, don't forget, by the way, you can find us over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Ben Z. Kenny, producing the program as well. Uh, on Facebook, The Bill Michaels Show on Facebook. Uh, YouTube, Bill Michaels Show on YouTube. On Twitch TV, you can email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The website is thebillmichaels.com, the, T-H-E, billmichaels.com. And you can find all the podcasts, Spotify, uh, also over there on Apple Podcasts as well, uh, on uh, Google Podcasts, plenty of ways to hang on to the uh, program. If you missed a portion of it or all of it, you can always download it and take a listen to it as well. So there you go. Um, do you think Ben Rogers wins his third straight MVP, the likelihood of it? Hmm. I mean, I don't think it's the most likely outcome. However, I do think there's something there with the national perception of him if he goes off without Devontae there, I think people will look at him more favorably. Like we talked about Belichick yesterday. It's kind of the same deal in terms of nationally. They want Rodgers to prove that, you know, he could do it with a ragtag group of receivers, if you will. So I think the numbers, let's say he repeats last year's year. I think they'll look upon that more favorably. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he does it, uh, I, you got to think that somebody breaks loose. It's Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Sammy Watt. I'm already concerned because the injury bug, Alan Lazard, we know his head injuries. Sammy Watkins, we know his injury history. Randall Cobb, we know his injury history. You know, it's already bit Alan Lazard getting his you know foot, ankle stepped on. And I would assume if he doesn't practice today, he's probably not going to practice on Friday. He was Mike Clemens made it sound like he was running maybe 80% on the sidelines yesterday and constantly monitoring the ankle, which tells me he probably won't play. Uh, hey, by the way, some breaking news. Uh, not in the world of sports, but uh, two things. One is the uh, Bernard Shaw, who the award-winning broadcast television journalist served as the chief anchor for CNN for two decades, uh, has passed away at the age of 82, and he was fantastic, unbelievably credible. And also, I guess they are monitoring the health of Queen Elizabeth. Apparently, the family has been called to Balmoral Castle in Scotland as doctors are monitoring her health, and uh, apparently that doesn't appear too good. So losing Bernard Shaw, and they are monitoring the Queen of England at this point for her health issues. Uh, I don't know what it is. I just saw it come across Twitter, and it is what it is. But two uh, two pieces of breaking news today. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. When we come back, get back into this discussion. A lot of people hitting us up over in the Bud Light live stream. Keep it coming. We'll try to get to all your comments here shortly. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. Quick Trip right now. They've got a uh, they got the Mountain Dew contest going. I shouldn't say contest, but it's the pool tab contest. That's what they call it. And at Quick Trip, if you are with the big thing right now in camping is not like you know the RVs and such, even though we have one and we love it. Uh, it is the uh, 
the 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 pro camp type style vehicles the winnebago revel is they're ready if you're ready to go off road uh, off grid uh, if you will with the mountain dew pool tab game from quick trip you can be ready be adventure ready to uh, win a Winnebago Revel. Play the Mountain Dew Pool Tab game in Quick Trips Extra with Quick Rewards app, by the way, for the chance to win the fully equipped four-wheel drive Winnebago Revel. Earn extra plays by purchasing any participating Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Energy, Bubbler, Muscle Milk, or the Evolve beverages as well with your Quick Rewards card, and you are good to go. Adventure begins where the pavement ends. That's Quick Trip and the Mountain Dew and Winnebago game going on right now. Over there at Quick Trip, our good friends at Quick Trip been with us a long time. Love, love, love our friends at Quick Trip. So stay tuned for that. Stick around. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. I got what you need, son, as we step down Bill Michael's show on the air. Good to have you. As uh, as always, thanks for hanging out with us. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at uh, Kane and Kane Jeweler. Andy Kane and his uh, staff, Jen, his wife, do a great job. Uh, they're in West Bend, Wisconsin. And not only uh, do they take care of you via appointments and give you personal service, but he's also got a really cool podcast called Buy Like a Guy. And if you've never seen it, it's over on Instagram. You can find it. It's just you look up Buy Like a Guy. And uh, if you're looking for that special something for someone, uh, they do a whole podcast on what exactly to look for, give you ideas and such. But that's Kane and Kane, K-O-E-H-N, Kane and Kane Jewelers. They're in West Bend. Great place, great people. And uh, they take care of you. They know how to do it. Um, got a lot of different stuff um, to get to. So the uh, Daniel says, if our defense gives up 28 points, then the hype is gone. Yeah, but if they give it up in one game and then come back to the rest of the season and only give up 17 on average, then it's not a bad way to go. Uh, but I agree with you. And for all the hype coming into the season, if the Packers end up losing – this game, we'll say. Let's say the Packers lose this game. Not that they, I believe. I, if I'm picking and putting money on the game, I I think the Packers are not in a great spot. Just saying. I just I, I just don't. I don't think that. Uh, I just don't think Green Bay is going to win this game. I, I just. I, there's something in my gut that tells me. Now, could they go in and win it? Absolutely, no doubt about it. But uh, but yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm I'm. You put a gun to my head. I'm not betting on the Packers. I'm just not. They they're trying to figure out their offense. We've seen this story before. Now a couple of years ago, they went in and beat the hell out of the the Vikings offensively speaking. So it, yeah, it wasn't wasn't a, a bad way to go. But 
I just, I don't know. Ben, do you have a good feeling about this game? I don't, generally. I don't either. I've thought for weeks that the Vikings would win this game, but then hearing every single person pick against the Packers is kind of making me confident the Packers win, if that makes sense. Um... I can go along with that logic. I can't argue with it because I, too, am the uh, kind of feel the same way. I feel like every time I make a pick, it's going to go in the opposite direction. Uh, But I do try to make a very informed pick. I just look at it as the Vikings, this is kind of like starting off their season, this is their Super Bowl right away. The fans are going to be amped up, albeit the, the vibe coming out of Minneapolis is not what I thought it would be. We'll talk with Paul Charchian coming up a little bit later on in the show because Paul lives there. But it's not as... It's not as salivating. Maybe they've gotten soft because of the dome. I don't know. I mean, they've lived in a dome for a long, long, long time. So it's not like all of a sudden they get this dome and they got comfortable. But it's not this salivating, let's get on top of the North, let's win the North, let's take the North type of thing. It's. I think they're kind of biting their nails going, man, we got rid of Zimmer. Let's hope maybe this will make a change. I think they're looking at it with their arms folded and maybe an, an eyebrow raise saying, can they be good enough? You know, I I don't know. Well, we'll see. But I I, I thought they'd be just like geeked. I, hey, we got rid of Zimmer, got rid of the bad feelings. We're ready to go. I I just figured that Vikings fans would be just out of their damn mind. Just just like we can't wait. This is our this is our year. Finally, we've got good weapons, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, all that. Got uh, a quarterback that can at least throw the ball decently. You know, he was, you know, like I said, he was putting up good numbers midway through the portion of uh, last year. We, they think they bolstered the defense. They've given him a little more protection up front in the offensive line. They, they you know, it's, it's going to be loud. It's going to be rocket. And the Packers are without Devontae Adams. They're in flux right now. We don't know what the young guys are going to do defensively. They don't have much weaponry on the outside with new young guys that are trying to be on the same page with Aaron Rodgers, who's on a pedestal way up here and make sure every, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things trending in the direction of the Vikings over the Packers, not to mention a new coaching staff. Look what Matt LaFleur did for the Green Bay Packers the very next year after everything sucked when Mike McCarthy was fired. Then they hire Matt LaFleur, and all of a sudden, off they go. You know, there's a different energy of pep in your step. So I'm kind of thinking that there's a better energy, a better vibe for the Vikings in this game. I just, now again, it it would not shock me if the Packers went in there and won, and it wouldn't shock me if they won in and dominated. But if if you're going to put a gun to my head and say, hey, you're going to put 50 bucks on it, I'm probably putting 50 bucks on the Vikings. That's just my opinion, I guess. Uh, 877-867-1670. Terry says, being that the Packers have an unsettled offensive line and a wide receiving core that is also up in the air, I I don't have much hope for this game, and we always play like crap in Minneapolis. Now, I want to go back to what was stated about the defense and Daniel's comment. If the defense gives up 28, yeah, the defense is coming in with a lot of hype. The The starting 11-12, if you want to go 12 deep on, on nickel, is really good. We all believe they're really good. So I would be a little disappointed, I agree with you, if they got beat and gave up a bunch of points, 28 points or something like that. I would be disappointed. 
because it's not like these guys. It's it's not like the wide receiving core where you're inserting a bunch of rookies. There's not many rookies, defensively speaking, other than the highly account highly acclaimed rookies from Georgia coming into this system. So defensively speaking, I mean, obviously you want Quay Walker to play extremely well and Devontae Wyatt and company, but Dean Lowry's been there, done that. Kenny Clark's been there, done that. Jerron Reed knows his way around. Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, Rashawn Gary, Jair Alexander, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage Jr., Eric Stokes, Rasul Douglas. Now, Eric Stokes, out of all of that, he's probably short of Quay Walker, the youngest, remember, because he was, he was just drafted in the first round last year. And he played extremely well in his first season. That is a veteran group of players right there. And they're all good. So if the defense came in and gave up a bunch of points, yeah, I would be kind of disappointed. I wouldn't be shocked because it's game one. But these guys have played together. I would be disappointed. And all that hype, yeah, it would be gone. But I think we would probably raise our eyebrows a little bit and say, okay, let's see what they do against the Bears and then the next couple of games before then we completely jump off the bandwagon that this defense is somehow a fraud. I'm Because I just don't believe it is. I think they're going to play extremely well. Now, if the game, say the Packers do not offensively play well. to the Packers lose this one 17-13, you know, 17-10. Defense played well, only gave up 17, right? The offense just couldn't get it done. Or let's say it's 17-13. But one of the and scores then the defense is, only gives say, a fumble points. return for a touchdown. Or so a the Packers may lose, but the defense plays extremely well. The offense just couldn't get it in gear. And that's when we look at the offense and go, aha, you probably should have played some of the preseason. You came in again to another season in which you were unprepared. Last year, remember, against the Saints, they only, they only put up three. It was an atrocious game. So a lot of nuances to the game coming up this weekend. A lot of them. Um, John says, I got uh, losses to the Vikings, Bucks, Bills, and Rams. So four losses, which would put them at uh, 13 and four on the season. Still a 13-win season. So if you're talking about a loss to the Vikings, first game of the season, okay, I would understand it. The Buccaneers down there, I get it. The Bills on the road, okay, I get it. And the Rams, I see, I, that's the one thing I, I differ I tell me because they've been so good at protecting the home field advantage. What game do they lose at home? You're saying they're going to lose the Rams game at home. The Buccaneers on the road. I could see that the Vikings on the road. I could see that the bills on the road. Okay. I could see that too. I just don't know if they lose at home, you know, I don't know if they lose at home because they've been so good under Matt LaFleur at protecting home field advantage. I don't know if they go that direction. 877-867-1670. Our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson remind you, riding season not done. Not by a long shot. Still got Biketoberfest. You still got the Tomahawk Fall Ride coming up. Still got beautiful riding weather. My God, look at what today's all about. It's 82 and sunny. So still a lot of riding weather. But we know the cold weather's coming which means you're going to need motor motor clothes, leathers, chaps, heated vests, and such. They got it all. Check out our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson with the biggest, baddest, best party and the Medal of Honor ride coming up this weekend. Going to be out there at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson as well. Go to wishd.com. That is 
HD.com. That's Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, just south of 94, right there on 67. Again, WISHD.com. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's the Packers and the Vikings, Sunday at 325. On Monday, we told you former Packers linebacker Zadarius Smith says he's been looking forward to Sunday's game now that he's with Minnesota. Very excited, man, and can't wait. Uh, been preparing for this time to come for a while now, so it's finally here and I'm ready. Smith injured his back lifting weights and missed most of last season for Green Bay after he opted for surgery. He says the Packers treated him badly. According to reporter Tyler Dunn, who was on the Bill Michaels show. It's an area Smith. Give me the veracity which which he feels, say, the revenge factor for the Green Bay Packers. He wasn't upset about contract stuff. He's told me that, he, that that wasn't the source of his frustration, his anger, that it was the Packers wanting him to play. You know, they told him, yeah, well, we're going to shave this down, and he made that decision to do it. It sounds like the team wasn't happy with it. And let's not forget, I mean, he did play. He came back in the playoffs. Reaction to the story from Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. Again, I, I respect the crap out of uh, Z as a player. He, he busted his butt, did a lot of great things. Uh, I think we may have a different perspective of how things transpired. Zadarius Smith says he passed on an offer from the Ravens so he could face Green Bay twice a year as a Viking, Aaron Rodgers. I, w- I was made aware of that and... Uh... I don't want to add any fuel to the fire. I'll just uh, echo exactly what Matt said. That's Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. because we're going into the opener for the the Packers, but I do about five or six charity events a year, and one of them falls tomorrow. So uh, I'm going to, you know, I uh, people do so much for us for our charity work, so I try to return the favor. So tomorrow taking off and doing some stuff with the Walworth County Sheriff's Department, and they do a lot of stuff for uh, uh, teen programs and kid programs. So going to do some events with them tomorrow, but... Not here tomorrow, but today we make an announcement coming up in the next hour, which I'm excited about. I'm excited about. Long time coming. A lot of work has gone into this. And uh, making an announcement as the uh, Bill Michael Sports Talk Network continues to grow. Hint, hint. So we will uh, we will make the announcement in the next hour as to where we are going to be starting on Monday. Starting on Monday, we are back uh, and growing and feeling good about it. So looking forward to that. Our buddy Steve uh, writes, listening to you this morning regarding the Brewers, I feel as though since the trade of Josh Hader that this is a marriage going bad between the team and David Stearns. The players seem to have been going through the motions, and Eric Lauer's comments indicate to me that this is the beginning of the end for Stearns and the Brewers. I don't think that Atanasio will fire Stearns, uh, as it's uh, my belief that he okayed the trade and saved the money, I do think that Stearns will seek uh, greener pastures where there is money to be spent. 
Let's just hope they don't get swept today. Now the good news. Welcome back to the NFL. As bittersweet as the start of the NFL season is, hello football, goodbye summer. Uh, I, for one, am looking forward to the start of the season tonight. There's also some good storylines for some key quarterbacks and how uh, pretty boy Tom Brady will do with all the marital issues he is having and how will Stafford's elbow hold up. That's from Stephen Richfield. That's, that's been an undercovered story is the elbow issue. They, they opted not to do surgery on Matthew Stafford in the offseason. He had some soreness. And it never got any better. And it's been bothering him all throughout camp. Uh, it is certainly, as they've talked about, affected his velocity and his strength, his arm strength, his ability to, um, um, you know, have an issue. Then finally, uh, after the offseason, he couldn't get it done, and they went ahead and had the surgery. So it was uh, it, it was interesting that the whole offseason, it was all going to be about rest and such, and then... It just it never materialized that Matthew Stafford's elbow was going to get any better. So anyway, um, that was one of the undercovered stories was, you know, whether or not he'd be able to come back and uh, and and, you know, get that that elbow taken care of. Um, And it's still an issue, by the way. Uh, it said the Rams have made it clear the quarterback Matthew Stafford has no limitations for week one due to the chronic elbow problem. The real question is whether or not limitations will arise in week two or week three or, or thereafter. Uh, there's an issue with the elbow that's undisputed. When talking about it, reporters uh, recently uh, said Stafford deliberately stopped short when he sta- said, I still think there's, well, I don't know. Here's what they do know. He had the procedure in the offseason on the elbow. Uh, it wasn't a full-blown surgery. They tried to clean some things out. He wore a brace. He got the injection. They wanted to reduce the inflammation. So they call it the uh, elbow procedure. It's rather than cutting the whole thing open, they go in arthroscopically, they pull a couple things out. Uh, dealing with some pain that he experienced last year, helping prepare for the season. Uh, but it's still uh, there's still reason for concern. You know, the Rams held Stafford out of team drills in multiple practices last month. They tried to come up with a way to figure this whole thing out. Uh, they they say it's determined to be kind of like a baseball injury. Uh, and eventually he was able to come back to practice. He's now ready to play in the game. But what happens tonight, we'll have to wait and see. You know, does he roll out of bed and the elbow isn't throbbing anymore uh, for making 20, 30, 40 more throws? We'll wait and see. But uh, nevertheless, that was one of the undercover stories. And then... The whole thing with Tom Brady and the marital issues. Now, Ben, I have uh, I've read a little bit. I've read rumors and innuendos. Has there ever been anything emphatically stated that this is the problem? When no, it comes to Tom Brady and the off-field stuff. It's a lot of TMZ style stuff out there right. about where Giselle is and where Brady is and how they're not home together. But nothing emphatic. They ask him about it a lot, and he talks about football. Yeah, he's I, I, Tom Brady is that's yeah, he's extremely he's private like uh you know, he's private like Aaron Rodgers is. The uh, New York Post did report that there's uh, been trouble in the marriage over Tom's decision to unretire. Um they agreed that he would retire to focus on family, then Tom changed his mind and that's what we talked about yesterday. So we'll get more into that a little bit later on. Mark Schofield. 
going to be joining us talking some NFL and we have a new affiliate coming on board. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.